I'm an adult. I look like an adult. I am an adult. And I consent as an adult. And that's what they have to understand. It's not a daddy issue. It's not a fantasy. It's my way to stress relief. Same thing as if somebody enjoys bondage or spankings. It's just another form of stress relief for me. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to make major decisions. I just can just let it go. Hello and welcome back to Spanky Next, a fetish and BDSM podcast. We're your hosts, Anna and Gregor from fetish.com. Hey Anna, how are you doing? I am good, but it's early. It's early. We are recording this in the morning and, and this is really exceptional for us because usually we are night creatures. <laughs> I'm a creature of the night. I'm really not a morning person, but I was just saying to Gregor, I'm meditating in the morning for five minutes every morning. Thank you for uh, to Gabriel Herstig from episode three, I think, right? Um, who kind of really introduced the idea of a morning ritual to us. So we are in in the studio here at our office at fetish.com. We work for this community and dating platform for kinksters, fetishists and just everybody into BDSM. And here at fetish.com, a couple of months ago, we founded the BDSM Training School. The BDSM Training School is an online educative portal where BDSM instructors teach kinksters and the kink curious how to get kinky in a safe, consensual way and get the most out of your BDSM practices. Uh, so what we usually do at this podcast is we invite the instructors of the BDSM Training School or just general so-called sexperts to this podcast and they talk to us about their practices, their kinks and what they teach to the world. But this time we have something a little bit different. We have two people that actually met on Fetish.com, Sarah and Sean. They met in the live chat and now they've got a great relationship going on as well as a DDLG or caregiver little dynamic and they're into age play. Yeah, I think let's just quickly explain what DDLG is. It's a term that usually refers to daddy dom and little girl. But lately, people are using more caregiver and little because it's just a more inclusive term. Exactly. You know, we don't like binaries. We don't. And we get into a lot of things in the episode. We'll talk about little space. We'll talk about subspace. We'll talk about sexual domination, aftercare, the nurturing side of submission and domination. But don't worry if you're a little bit lost. Sarah and Sean are great at explaining how their dynamic works and to debunk a few stereotypes that you, the audience, might have. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that when I mentioned the episodes to a couple of my friends, people were really like, oh my God, what does this even mean? Or, or they even had stereotypes or they kind of, they, you know, they didn't understand it. And that's why I really like that we talk to Sarah and Sean because they have such a loving way to talk about how their dynamic works between them. When you think of age play, uh, so much can be involved. I mean, there's this, there's a diaper fetish, there's so many different types. And, I think that's um, quite a well-known one, actually, because when yeah. we were asking for questions for our mailbag episode, a lot of people were like, what's with the diaper fetish? So we might even do an episode on that, because I think maybe they're two kinks, like two kinky worlds, yeah. but they, I guess they would both generally fall under age play. Yeah, I think so. I think kind of generally we can make a difference between, um, you know, more fetishes and dynamics. And when it comes to caregiver and little, it's definitely a, a dynamic. Something that uh, Sarah and Sean explain happens in session. It's not a 24-7 thing. And yeah, but I think let, let them explain because they do it so much better than I do. Yeah, it's a really great chat. So let them do the talking. So bring them in here. Okay, so Sean and Sarah, welcome to the podcast. We're super excited to have you here. We're going to be deep diving into the caregiver little dynamic and DDLG. Uh, so first of all, just tell us how you guys met and how you sparked up your specific dynamic. Well, appropriately, we met in the lobby. Of fetish.com? Like a, in yeah, a chat fetish.com, actually. Oh, in the really? Lobby. Yeah. We used to chat in the lobby just generally, and we were regulars. And I think we sort of ironed back and forth a couple of times over totally random things and kind of just being nice humans to each other, really. And there was a connection there. There was that kind of thing where there was definitely a connection. And so it's kind of, we, we took it further. And, <laughs> and Sarah, you're in America, right? And yes. Sean, you're in the UK. So you're, it's I basically am. an online dynamic. And how, how, how does that work? Uh, well, it's going to be not an online dynamic. And I've oh. already been here once. Yes. I've already yeah, been to Dallas. 
So yeah, in between the two lockdowns, when <laughs> in, there was a window of opportunity, and it was a very small window, I, I got oh. to go to Dallas, and I took the opportunity. That's really cool. Oh my God, it's it's really since twenty twenty, all our stories have like this post-apocalyptic touch to it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah, isn't it? You know, we survived. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, in yeah. between the two lockdowns. Yeah. I know. yeah. So what is it that you, let's dive into sort of the dynamic of, you know, age play, role play. Yeah, yeah. What, what is it that attracted you to this kind of dynamic in your relationship? Okay, maybe can you, what, what is the dynamic? Because we are yeah. speaking That's of a good dynamic. One. Yeah. And um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. So from my perspective first, my perspective is that I come from a background of being a central dominant. So... From, I, I'm naturally more kind of, I'm less harsh, slightly softer, a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, I basically nurture more. So uh, I'm kind of, I enjoy the, not the teaching necessarily, but the kind of, to, <laughs> I'm leaving that for that deliberately. Okay. I, I enjoy the kind of, I do enjoy the nurturing side. I enjoy the aftercare side. I get a really positive feedback from that myself, selfishly. But I, I, I get a lot from that, and I enjoy that side of it a lot. Um, and, and that's me selfishly. It's not kind of like I, I like to do it, and it's something that I get a lot from. And so that nurturing side of me, and, and I do, I nag. So in a, in a, in a kind of daddy way, because um, bottom line, I brought up seven kids. So once you've done that, oh, wow. once you've done that, you're kind of, you're a bit of a dyed-in-the-wall dad, I'm afraid. So, <laughs> you definitely have experience. Yeah, it's yeah. 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 real life so, experience. Yeah. So you kind of, I know it may not be everyone, but um, for me, I'm kind of, that kind of behaviour is very much me. And, and that's just who I am. So I tend to kind of go, you know, have you got this? Have you got that? And is it here? And, and I tend to even finish Sarah's words for her, which is a really bad habit and can really get on people's nerves. And I know it is. I mean, I certainly don't do it at work. Mine's a little different. You know, to kind of understand, you have to kind of know a little bit about my background. I started getting into the medical field about 14 years old when I got into high school, just doing all kinds of medical advanced health and stuff. So one thing in the medical field, you are taught to separate your feelings. You have to put them away, you know, and then, you know, some issues I've had as a young kid and well, teenage-ish, little, yeah, preteen. And then I was in a domestic violence marriage. So I learned to kind of put all my feelings into this little box, mm. which kind of developed into my little side. It's like, imagine it being my purest form of me, you know, where I keep my emotions, where, you know, you don't have that outside wall on you. So that kind of, ex you know, goes where from where I started, you know, getting into my little, I didn't realized my little so I was in mid 30s you mm -hmm. know because it was after I got out of my marriage that I even got into you know BDSM and you know started exploring I was able to be freer you know kind of figure out myself and I've opened up you know since I've been with Sean I've done a lot of self you know analyzing and been able to kind of understand a little bit more of me better you know now that my daughter is older she's not my you know main focus that I can kind of focus now on me you know so I think we still develop you know every day as a person what is it that led you down the BDSM road uh, post 30s so by accident um, <laughs> a friend of mine I had known since we were kids we went to the same church Funny story, you know, um, he worked for me and we just got close and I didn't know at the time he was a dom and it just by accident of us, you know, playing around, he's like, oh, <laughs> he said, let's sit down and talk. <laughs> so, but I was lucky. I was one of the lucky ones because I knew him. I trusted him. So I had a good experience, you know, learning kink and getting further into it. But besides, you know, friends that were, you know, doms, Sean and another person are probably been the only relationships I've had on fetish, but the other person wasn't really a dominant. So as being able to be 
not just play, but into a whole relationship. Sean has been, you know, hmm. my main. I'm just wondering because you met in the chat on fetish.com. For everybody who doesn't know, it's a fetish and BDSM community we're actually working for. <laughs> um, so, how was it when you met? Were you in your roles? Because I know some people go into the chat in their roles. Now, for me, yeah. when I go into chat, um, I can go, depending on if there's a lot of littles in the room, it could trigger me to go into my little space a little bit more. But I tend to just, my bratty side comes out more in the chat room. <laughs> but again, I was even lucky with Sean because I've already been friends with, you know, a couple of other people that actually knew Sean personally. So it just made that transition easier. You know, it wasn't, I didn't get into you know fetish to meet anybody it was i was looking for more women in the community that i can have you know be friends with because we don't have that a lot here you know it was really important to me that i talk to other people but you know so i think it's really interesting that you're saying that you found your little i think there's probably a lot of people that will be listening you know our millions of listeners who may not know what a little is or finding your little can you explain a little bit about yeah okay so let me start with you know the definitions you have where people age regress voluntarily and then you have people that age regress involuntarily so when you involuntary age regress your adult mind isn't there but when you volunteer your adult mind is there we could push it back just like in subspace you know and then you have some that just do age play that they will just go to a specific age Yeah, for me, it was just finding, letting my walls down, you know, and trusting people. For instance, so Sarah, she volunt she has a voluntary little, she, her, her little space when she's in little space. Yes. Her adult mind is there as well. Yes. So when, for instance, and just to make it complicated, she's in subspace too. So, and, <laughs> oh, so yeah, it makes it even more complicated. But so I'm a little if, unusual. <laughs> If I'm talking to her little, so that'd be little one if I'm talking to her, then I can talk directly to Sarah's little. But if, for instance, I need a decision, because I can't get one out of Sarah's little, I will say, Sarah. Uh -huh. because So it takes you out of it. Yes. Not out of it, but it, it gets me, it, it means I'm addressing her adult mind, because yes. it's there too. But I know littles who are involuntary, And they, they actually, when she's in her little space, that then they, she doesn't do cooking, she's not allowed near the kettle, because to all intents and purposes, at that point, she's at that age, because her adult mind is not. And this is one of the important things. That particular couple, that's a non-sexual relationship at that point. Because, of course, when your adult mind isn't there, it makes consent more difficult. Yes. You see? Now, I, I can't say not all involuntary relationships are non-sexual, but it, you'll quite often find that's a split. You're, you need an adult mind to consent, so quite a lot of the time. And when you get that that thing where you say, oh, little, it's horrible, um, <laughs> that's, that's just wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's the confusion between whether the adult mind is there or not, which requires just a little bit more knowledge. And, and I totally understand. A lot of stereotyping. That. And any, I, I can totally understand anyone who gets freaked by it as well, because mm. I was at that stage once myself when I'd, I was with somebody who had a who had a little, and this was too close to me being a parent. As far as I was concerned, I was perfectly fine with being somebody who had a little, but I couldn't get that involved with any sexual side because at that point in time, anything to do with littles was just a kind of totally non-sexual thing for me at that point in yeah. time, but. It just took me a, a few years further down the line for that to be a be a thing that was okay in my own head, you know. Mm. Do you think um, that's something was... people get wrong about this kind of dynamic, the where the oh, consent yeah. is not there and the age play is really like buying into like this incest fantasy when actually yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah it's not the it's not as simple uh, as that. We think... we have a lot of stereotypes. I'm sorry. Um, Please, go, go ahead, ahead darling. Oh, go. We, go. we get a lot of stereotypes, even from other littles. You know, you're not being a little right. You shouldn't have any sexual activities if you're in your little space. 
oh, you're pushing little your little side onto other people in the chat rooms. We've I've kind of heard it all between either something that's been said to me or to other littles. There's a lot of stereotyping and, you know, just talking to people and, you know, getting them to kind of open up and understand, you know, I'm an adult. I mean, I look like an adult. I am an adult and I consent as an adult. And that's what they have to understand. It's not a daddy issue. It's not a fantasy. It's my way to stress relief, you know, same thing as if somebody enjoys bondage or spankings. It's just another form of, you know, stress relief for me. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to make major decisions. You know, I just can just let it go. So this is not something that is a 24-7 dynamic in your relationship, but no. you have a kind of a time that, yeah. and space for that. Yeah, does that happen? Yes. Yeah. Like 24-7 uh, dynamics? Now, for a little, little space doesn't really work that way. Littles, if they're in the BDSM world, is usually a sub. There are... and. That's just another conversation, whole group that just do littles. But um, if they're into kink, they're, you know, into some part of the other dynamic. So, but little spaces, you got to think of little space sort of as when people are into pet play or subspace. It's just, you know, kind of where you let your mind go. But the, 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 the previous question, it's not something that I've known somebody do 24-7. Yeah. It's not something that, because as Sarah was saying earlier, that's kind of the part of her where she invested all of her feelings, for instance, as a defense for her, for instance. And the rest of her is kind of, if you like, her outer shell, her, her wall, the part of you and me that kind of we use kind of in our work environment or in daily life or, or whatever. And the other side is just our, our really vulnerable inner side. Yeah. And even when we're being out and we're building our authentic selves, then still we don't actually reveal everything to everybody because <laughs> yeah. you know there's a difference between everyone and our and our trusted people and so i think it's very rare for people to be in that space all of the time that would be that would i be think so unusual. i think actually be more stressful than it would be you know soothing mm -hmm. because it does take a lot of energy just to you know get into that space because you have to let down all your you know, walls. I, I'm a little different. Like I have a couple of like littles, little ages. I don't have like a set age that I go to. Um, there's some littles that go to a set age and they will mm -hmm. go to that set age anytime they, you know, go into the little space. I've kind of got a couple of them. And like, if I'm with a bunch of littles, they'll see this one side, but Sean will only see my purest little. Nobody else will see that. So how do you get to a specific age in this kind of context? Are there, is clothing important? Are there certain mm. behaviors to exhibit in a certain way at a certain teenage age or younger, yeah. etc.? Okay, now some people do use props. Some people will, you know, color. Some people will do play with games, you know. And it can get them into the little space. Again, just like subspace or pet play, just setting up the right people around you, feeling safe to do it. Like the little side that if friends are with me that would see me is like my little hyper side. I'm not really into dressing little because every little is different. And that's one thing that people got to understand. One little is will never be like another little. We are all different. We play different. We get into our little space differently. And it's important because I think it's a big old stereotype or, you know, misunderstanding that we all have a kind of like a certain age we go to. You know, like my friends will see more of a preteen me. And, and I don't have a specific age, but I would range it probably more preteen-ish. Mm. Um, yeah, and a little bit younger with my littler, you know, side. But everybody is a little different when it comes to getting into their space. For me, it's just relaxing, having people having a good time around me, watching something that I enjoy. It's quite similar to subspace in the fact that, just as an example, of, of everybody has different triggers for that. Yes. Could you, you explain know? a little bit about subspace and little space, just for anyone that doesn't know exactly what that means? When I go into subspace, we can get into the medical aspect of it, you know, about chemicals and stuff. But the way I feel is 
like almost like a floatiness. I mean, I can go as deep as it being completely just nothing, you know, but yet I'm responsive. I hear what you're saying. I'm doing what you're saying. But for me, it's like my mind is just flying. I'm just able to just release everything, you know, and just feel is the best way to explain it. And your little space is sort of like that, but it's more of the showing you who I am, you know, showing you my feelings, showing you, you know, Uh, what you mean to me. Subspace is sensation-based and little space is emotion-based. That's actually really good explanation. Tweet that. That's the tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's definitely for me. You know, again, you're going to have pushback with other people that say, no, that's not how I do it. But for And again, everyone's different and there's no right way. You know? It sounds really powerful. Like, it sounds quite vulnerable at the same time that you find it quite empowering and you feel you're most. Oh, yes. You're the most yourself. Which is oh, it's yeah. kind of like a balancing act, I guess. It's like and, and it's like this is the side you would see me running my business. This is the side you would see me dealing with business stuff, professional stuff. I'm not going to show any other part of my, you know, even my submissive side to the anybody in the world. You know, that is mine that I protect. That's my gift that I can give the person that I allow to give. And I think that's what a lot of new people that come in don't understand is it's not something you have to give to everybody that says they're a dominant, you know, or think that they're not doing it right because they didn't subspace, you know, because not everybody does and not everybody, you know, if they do it, they'll do it for very short periods of time and they don't understand that's what they're doing. Yeah, I think, oh my God, yeah, there's so much, so many people there that kind of have this wrong perception and, Mm -hmm. I mean, how many messages can you read, like, you need it and stuff? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 totally. Like a gift you can give to somebody. Mm. I I talk to a lot of submissives on the, in the site, especially new ones, and I think it's because, you know, they sense my little side, you know, when we're chatting. And people are drawn to that. And so a lot of submissives that are new, I've been able to talk to them and get them to understand how important it is to, before you even step into kink world, learn yourself, learn who you are, you know, understand the way, you know, you want what you want out of something. And then, you know, people don't understand. We all started as just kinksters and then we've developed from there. And then as we grow, we learn. You know, self-actualization. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is being little does not make you a weak person. Oh, no. No, no. but well put, actually. Good question. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think people see, oh, little, because they want to be like careful all the time, but it's only in that space, right? So it's not that you get some doms coming along thinking they can probably treat you however outside the dynamic, right? And I think we hear that a lot from submissives. That yeah, we yeah. I've I've had lots of problems with that. People coming into it and saying, "You're like, excuse me, I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> I'm not new to this world, <laughs> you know." So it's it's even as a submissive, people think that you're you cannot put your own mind into it, your own assertiveness into it. I mean, I ran, you know, <laughs> That's a mistake. yeah. Not, not only did I run, you know, my family's business. I've worked at multi-billion dollar companies in the medical field. You cannot be a pushover in these fields. And I would say some of the submissives I know are some of the most powerful men and women out there. They know who they are, which gives them a sense of strength once you know who you are. And it gives you that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're able to say, no, this isn't what I want. You know, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm looking for. I don't need to settle for you. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, sit down, see where we can come. And if we can't, you know, let's go as friends. We're all adults and you walk away. And I think I that's think really important. What, what you said before about the self-actualization kind of thing. I think that brings empowerment. Yes. Again. And I think that brings strength. And I think the more you can do that. So even whether it whether it's submissive and again, if it's your little side, that just brings more empowerment and that brings more strength. I mean, I could, you know, you come across it with with submissives. People have seen submissives a week, and 
and we know that's ludicrous. And so <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, you know, it, it's that thing. If you can be your authentic self, that that is going to empower you, and that takes strength. Yeah, I mean, and just okay, like if I'm in my little spot, if you come and talk to me like a baby, that's gonna throw me out of my little space really fast and be like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people that enjoy that. I don't. And so it's really important that you know who you are or you can't enjoy your space and you cannot build that foundation you need. And I think, you know, people are so busy trying to get into a relationship or dynamic that they end up putting themselves in harm's way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that need for somebody and they don't realize that you have a whole community that can feed part of your need without being in a dynamic or being in a relationship. And I don't think people utilize the resources that we have in this community. And I think it's really important because you might tell me something and I could look back and say, hmm, I'm not into that, but that's interesting. Maybe I can incorporate maybe that one little piece, you know, I mean, it's it's sort of like when you get into people screaming, oh, you're not a sub if or I'm a slave and you're a sub and the whole definition of what is what you make what you are. You can yeah. no one else is going to tell you who you are now. I mean, I, if I go around saying I'm a dominant, well, <laughs> I, I'm in la la land. But, you know, people can't tell you what you are inside. They can't give you that definition or that need for you know because we all do it because we are, we have a need for stress relief for fun and they're misunderstanding the definition of little i think is so bad because it's <laughs> such a big you know umbrella now you know you've got babies you've got people that are just into diaper play you've got littles you've got middles you've got brats they've stuck us all under one umbrella so people don't understand and to be honest it makes it really hard for new people that come in to understand that oh my god yes i was i was just wondering kind of when you play is this like in a bdsm session where you speak about it and then you start the session and then you finish it or is it just something you go into and it just sometimes happens naturally oh no anytime you play i think with anybody it's really important that y'all discuss it. it doesn't have to be and i think a lot of misconception it has to be this formal meeting when you get to know people you start really telling people about yourself and when you agree to things and you talk about it everything is beforehand we talk beforehand we talk afterhand make sure everything is on the same page that is really, really important, especially if you're somebody that does subspace or little space or pet play. It's really important that you communicate all this beforehand. I'm going to put my two pen in as well. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say I knew you would. <laughs> He's actually got good. Okay. That being said, <laughs> we've had all the needs and wants talks by now for yes. a lot of them, and we've discussed our limits and everything else, and and we do have regular conversations on. You're sure those are your limits? Yeah. <laughs> you think you've expanded oh, yeah. those? And do you think yeah. there's no to move? But yeah, we, we do that. Saying that, to answer the actual question, we don't pre-plan play. No. Because... Mm. No, we don't, um, yeah, we don't. I, I know part of, I, with Sarah specifically, is yeah. it should quite like a, a surprise element to it. As yes. Well. So, so if you pre-plan it, that kind of cancels out any kind of surprise element. So, you know be kind of okay at 10 o'clock i'm going to grab you and throw you over the bed just to work, really. <laughs> oh no no <laughs> <laughs> i'd look at you like you're weird <laughs> yeah. So, no yeah but you know think, the conversation well beforehand sort of, yes indeed yeah the, the, yeah but i think kind of like uh, okay when we were in dallas um <laughs> sarah made the mistake of spanking my bottom when we were in play <laughs> Oh, tell us more. I didn't actually realize I moved fast. 
But apparently, before she realised it, she was over my lap and yeah. got perfectly He's fat. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so is that is punishment a very big element to? Oh, that wasn't punishment. Little... Oh no, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was punishment. That it was punishment. Your that was punishment. That that otherwise I'd be positively reinforcing misbehaving. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it, if it was punishment, then she'd be writing lines or holding a coin against the wall with a Oh, nose. yeah. His boring. punishments are going to be punishment. <laughs> well, let's no. talk about that a little bit. What, what kind of punishment look like? Uh, oh. Punishment would be boring. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't. It's... Yeah. Because that would be positive punishment. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking fun punishment. Because, you know, some oh, rats punishment. say, yeah. oh, they actually like the punishment, so they're always trying to get yeah. their ways out of um, their yeah. or dom. Now... I've also been with brats, so yeah. <laughs> I, so. I I can go from little to brat to... I, I'm a little on the kind of odd side. I'm also, you know, a masochist. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. um, if you spank me, I, that's not a punishment to me. But what I was going to say is one thing is for littles, it's really important to understand what punishments will can affect them mentally in the long run ignoring them, berating them, leaving them unattended. You know, these are the things that really would affect a little's mind space. One thing about littles is the reassurance has to be there at all times. Yeah, it kind of has to be personalized. Mm-hmm. So it has to be so, you could say to a submissive, okay, go over there and write out lines I want them to, or write down what you did, etc., and and leave them to it, you know. Um, with a little, you do that differently. So it would be a case of, okay, you're going to hold a coin against a wall with your nose, and I'm going to watch you. It's a very simple difference, but they but it still makes a have huge your attention. Difference. Yeah. I think it sounds like there's quite a lot of responsibility on the dom. Yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Trust me, there's a payoff. <laughs> I imagine there is. <laughs> I will plead the fifth. I'm an American. <laughs> I think I think what's really important um, for littles is the aftercare. You know, it's yeah. really important it's, to. It's Anna's you know. favorite topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good topic. It's, it's a, a good it's topic. an important topic. It's Thank very you. important, especially important to littles, topic. because you know, as a little on my side, I am showing. I'm giving you everything I am. I have yeah. to have that, you know, reassurance. You know. The coming out, the down, you know, because I do little space and subspace, so it's like double for me and him. So it's very constant of, like he'll say "love you" and I'll be like, "love me," you know. <laughs> it, it's just something simple, but he understands I need that reassurance. Yeah, I mean, so what? So less than planning play, when when we played, it's more a case of me sort of saying, you know, you were amazing. That was absolutely stunning. Yeah. You were great. Aww. I really oh. enjoyed that. That was fabulous. You know? I, can, I, I can imagine that, especially in a relationship, that this is also something you have to find, you know? Yeah. And yeah. also yeah. To be, being totally. able to communicate what you need after a session. Yeah, exactly. What you need to yeah. hear and what yeah. you need the other one to do. Yeah. Uh, know, and in a way, it's, it's honesty too. It's just a case of, you know, that was really great. I really I, enjoyed that. I was going to say know. that honesty is really, really important in any dynamic, you know? Um, especially though, and I would say, you know, kind of when you have a mixture of, you know, a sub and a little and their mind can tend to go 100 miles an hour and be from one subject to another and you forget what you're saying in the middle of a subject, you know, sentence. So it's, it's really important. Like I have a lot of medical issues, so it's really important that, you know, I communicate that because not only am I doing him a disservice, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm putting myself in danger and then I'm affecting him either way or any other dom. So it's really important that submissives open their mouths, understand foundation, building that foundation is very, very important. I think it's probably, yeah, some of the most important thing you do, even if you're just in a non-sexual dynamic, you just have to be able to trust that person. And I think we tend, a lot of people tend to skip that. They tend to skip the understanding of, how important it is. I think sometimes as well, frenzy can cause that to be good, kind of, if, you, some, if there's some sort of, if there's sort of sub-frenzy, then it can cause people to sort of, well, to want to skip it because they just want to kind of 
they want to play. Uh, exactly. and so yeah, that goes makes, back to being. Yeah. That's a bit so, of a red flag, right? When someone comes to yeah. you and doesn't want to have this conversation and yeah. just said, let's get to the play. Yeah, let's, let's not. <laughs> well, you know, most, one thing is though, no most no. new submissives, you know, that come into the world don't understand what sub frenzy is. They've never heard of the phrase, you know, they don't understand what it is. You hear about all this and that's like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. I want to try that. I want to try this. And they don't understand some of the stuff we do is risky and you have to know that risk. It's important that you understand it, acknowledge it and decide what risk you're willing to take and what you're not willing to take. Oof, it's I... going deep. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually get a lot of messages, you know, when we're on fetish from people that are clearly in a sub frenzy. Yeah. Everything. yeah. They've heard this thing, they've come to this site. Will you do it for me? I'll pay you anything. So I, I, we actually see it all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. I've had, yeah. I've had dominant say, if you'll be my sugar baby, I'll pay. I'm like, really? Or my favorite one is one of the doms actually messaged Sean and said, can I, can I borrow your, what was it? Can I borrow your slut or something like that? Yeah. 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 Or Neil, Neil, take off your shirt and kneel in front of me. What? Oh, that's a standard one, isn't it really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Who are you? I don't know your name. I don't know, but it's, it's, but think about somebody that is desperate for that attention and also has a little side that they might not understand how easy it would be to show somebody that attention. Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you're gorgeous. You know, I think you're going to be a perfect sub for me. It's such easy way to turn that around. That's why these foundations are so important and knowledge. I might not be into what you're doing, but I want to know at least, you know, the surface of understanding because First of all, we can have these kind of communications and then we all learn from it. We all understand each other a little bit better and then it protects us in the long run. And I think that's really important for, you know, people to kind of grasp and understand. Yeah, absolutely. The one I'd add to that is take up on references. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I told Sarah, which was, you know, I have, I had an ex submissive on the site go and talk to her. I was like, I already uh-huh. have. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've like already checked on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's, you know, but not everybody's like him to make sure, you know, and, you know, and it's also really important that submissives understand, can, need to understand if they need to use their safe word, use your safe word. It's there. doesn't mean that everything's got to shut down. Everything's just, Let's take a break. Let's talk about this. And, you know. Yeah. I have no doubt, in fact, I know that Sarah will use her safe word if she needs to. But yeah. I'm not convinced that, that Sarah would amber. We have a traffic light system, but I'm not yeah. sure that Sarah would use amber. What we do do is we do timeout. Because Sarah doesn't mind doing a timeout. Yeah. Mm. Just a little break. Just a little break. We'll take five. You know, that's fine. We're not stopping. We're just taking five. You know, yeah. have a drink of water. Are you okay, love? Yeah, is everything right? And this it's, is you know. so good. Yeah, because I can imagine that not everybody kind of wants to admit, oof, I want yeah. to take it yeah. slow. Yeah. Now. And there's yeah. nothing yeah. wrong with that because yeah. you're, you're playing in such an intense exactly. way, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. and I didn't even realize until he pointed out, I was giving him signals without even realizing it when I was getting into, because one of my things is I like to push myself. And sometimes I could push myself to a dangerous spot and he has to constantly keep his eye out on me. So we understand that part about each other. So, you know, More than I'll give orgasms it... in two hours is not good. <laughs> You'll be going straight to the emergency room. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> ah, we are pretty open. Uh, Please, but... this is best for the podcast. <laughs> you know, um, but we've been in we've been in the community for a long time. Both of us have. Sean's been in it for twice as long as I have, and I think one thing we have lost in our community—not everybody, but a lot of us—we stopped opening ourselves up to a new people that come in to help mm. them guide their way. And I don't yeah. know if it's because 
the dominant and submissive ratio is very off. Mm. Um, How do you perceive that? Yeah. Is it kind of way? loads more submissive? Yes. Well, yeah. and yeah. here's the problem. Well, when people go into the community, everybody thinks, oh, I want to be submissive and I just want to not do anything. And they don't realize. <laughs> I just want to chill. Yeah, I want to chill. There's yeah. a whole lot more to that. Yeah, exactly. Lazy <laughs> you know, people and, like me understand that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and that's one thing that um, I tell people: learn about it. Learn, see what sounds good. Talk to other people that are in those dynamics. Ask questions. And one thing we see a lot of is when the new people come in and they're kinksters and they're just starting to play. But they want to jump into a DS or, you know, um, SM dynamic automatically. And it's like, wait a minute. I've spent 10, 12 years getting to the step I am now, you know. I've spent far too many. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I've, done, I've played, but I've played with people I've known for years. It wasn't like, oh, let me go to a stranger's house and, you know, allow this. But you could see the people that are just kind of interested in it because of certain books. Fifty Shades of Grey. The book that should not be mentioned. <laughs> well, I shouldn't even. They get into it and they think, oh, and I'm like, um, no, I would classify that as abuse. If, oh, a, no, if yeah. a dominant... Mr. Grey is a total abuser. Yeah, if absolutely. a dominant came to me and said, if you use your safe word and the, the relationship ends, I'll be like, Bye. See you later. Walk out the door. <laughs> I'd be like, red, 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 red. <laughs> I mean, so, it's... Uh, so this is know. a perfect example. As you can tell, in reality, there is no mistaking Sarah for a little girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is something people really get wrong. And yes. I've been guilty it, it, of that a little bit. Though, in a chat you know. room, it's really easy to do. You kind of get that image in your head, you know? It's because um, of how people come in and talk. and They're um, always behaving that way. But, you know, when the two of you are together, it, it's a totally different kettle of fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really, I think the thing to emphasize is, is adults, consenting adults. And consenting adults. Yes. Yeah. It's important that, you know, people just understand we're not talking about a psychiatric term we are talking about a kingsters term yes yeah. they intertwine at times but you know you got people that age play and people that age regress tend to age play also um i'm a little different now i i do like video games board games but i'm not gonna play tea party and i mean give me some stuff to craft i'll craft you you know i like things like that i mean we won't even get into video games. <laughs> but, you know, you can see, like, I don't know if you could see my big old bear. Um, uh. <laughs> there are, you know, if you're looking, you'll see little things. But a lot of adults do it, too. But I'm sure if they were in our community, they would realize they have a little side in them. You know? Yeah. I mean, And it's so funny because I've got a daughter. She's 26 years old. She just found out I was in the community about a year ago. And she's actually really open about it. She asks questions if needs ask questions, but she knows where the line is. But get me and her together, and it's a bundle of fun mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a point. Uh, how out are you guys about your relationship? I'm completely. For me, yeah. I, now, my father is from Albania, so he immigrated to America in early 60s. So... I'm not going to go to my dad and say, hey, listen, I got an alternative lifestyle. But like, you know. I got another uh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. Don't mistake it as two. No, no, no. No, But like my younger brother, because I'm close with him, he knows. My sister knows, but she wants to believe I'm still a virgin. You know, <laughs> but my daughter knows I don't hide it. You know, I don't hide it from people. I don't have to. But I'm one of, like I said, I'm a lucky one. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing in my life that's going to prevent me from my job or my children or a marriage. Nothing. I'm I'm a lucky one. I, I'm so. Yeah. I mean, I can't really say for other people because I know there's a lot of people that hide it because they have to. 
Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stigma. What about you, Sean? My friends know, my parents know. Professionally, I have to be slightly more delicate because mm. <laughs> yeah. I work for government, so. Yeah. Sean is able to bring it down. This is not like he how he's talking now is nothing like his high dom space. And so but you but he he thinks it's just a normal but he doesn't realize how many people out there that it's like an everyday thing for them. You know, they don't know how to shut it down. And mm. uh, I think it's so funny when he's like yeah, why wouldn't you know? <laughs> I want to ask about this the term DDLG which is daddy little girl right yes. and actually Sean actually told me the more gender neutral term is caregiver little yes yeah can you explain a little bit about that is there a shift okay. towards yeah. that um, I'm not sure um, I, I'm, well I, I know in the sort of in the caregiver little community there is but yeah of course there is um, <laughs> 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 But um, Daddy Dom Little Girl is is very gender exclusive. So you're yes. describing dominance as being male and submissives as being female. So there's also, of course, lots of baby boys, little boys, you know, and there's also an awful lot of mommies. You don't mm. hear about this it as much, though. You don't. Sorry to interrupt, but this is something I wanted to ask because before we said kind of this... For instance, on fetish.com, there's so much more submissives than yeah. dominance. And is it yes. the same thing that usually dominants are male? Or is this, um, are they just kind of, when it comes to the to caregivers a little, they're just more out there? There's probably more, there's probably more males. I mean, the percentages tend to run that way, to be honest. But saying that, there's a good number of, I mean, within the CGL community, within the, within the little community, there, there is definitely more males who are, Topping, but there's a good number of females that are as well. Yeah. I think a misconception is you know, there's a lot of switches that are dominant women that are into the dynamic, and people tend to not think because they aren't, you know, quote unquote only dominant, they shouldn't be able to do the whole yeah. mommy thing, yeah, yeah. Mm. which is totally, totally wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so you think yeah. that obviously DDLG is such a that's quite a big acronym that a lot of people know, and there's not really mm. mommy little no, boy. No, most people actually use, even if they're describing a mommy and a boy, you know, or, you know, a daddy and a boy. So a they lot of people... They still use DDLG, to be honest, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, most see. of us do, um, mm. especially because it is our dynamic. But a lot of us are trying to, you know, use the CG slash L just so it's more, you know, inclusive that people yeah. don't think they have to hide it. So, but it, it is hard to switch over something you've been doing for a long time. And of course, it's just one sort of somebody else who's, who's also on the fetish actually, that they, they have a mommy little girl relationship. So that's, that's another what? element. So yeah. yeah. Wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of, yeah all sorts of genders so it's yeah, yeah i think the whole daddy thing became such a big thing in pop think, culture you know called yeah, daddy exactly. daddy daddy yeah, so yeah. and then there were lots of films that yeah. really described it as call me poppy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my god yeah reggaeton sure <laughs> i think people don't realize that when somebody's saying that they're actually trying to do a power exchange but people, you know, especially in the vanilla world, they don't understand it. You know, they don't open their minds enough to realize that's what they're doing. You're literally, you know, doing a power exchange without realizing it. I got into, you know, BDSM because I don't fit in a box. Stop putting me in a box. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're like, when I first came on, they're like, put your labels on. What do you, what, what, huh? We people are quite labels. obsessed with labels in BDSM yeah. because they think like people labels. like they, yeah. it's their way of identifying with themselves and others around them. So they're yeah. quite important in a lot of ways, but they change so much. Like you say, you might try something yeah. new, and then it kind of is a bit shape shifting. Yeah. I, as well. I think it also has to do with kind of their own insecurity, and it's a bit what the two of you said, Sean and Sarah, yeah, that think. kind of in at a first point you have to do a whole lot of work getting to know yourself. So totally very agree. important. Yeah. 
I think I think if you select those little labels, then they don't have to waste all that time getting to know you. <laughs> Guys, just looking at the clock Timer. a bit. So maybe let's should, should we say goodbye and wrap this up? Go back again. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no. Um, if there's any other questions, please feel free yeah. to yeah. you know email was, ask us. It was really interesting conversation. It was really yeah. cool. I think I, we did the topic really well and i think people will actually maybe change some of the misconceptions they have i hope so Excellent. it would be Excellent. nice to have some you know people that would be more understanding uh, i hope you well, could have something useful <laughs> yes we have a lot of material actually so Excellent. i hope uh, we will see you on fetish.com yeah. you will indeed before. yeah Thank yeah, definitely. You so thank you very much here. indeed it was thank so you. nice to meet nice you guys to meet you both. thank you take care bye Right, so that was Sarah and Sean. Thank you so much for talking to us. Actually, the conversation was a lot longer. We talked yeah. for like maybe nearly two hours. So nearly two hours. That was you know, the cut down version. Yeah, we because we were four people, we recorded this on a free version of Zoom. And then Zoom just cut you off at 40 minutes. And then we had to start another Zoom call. And then another one. And then another one. But it was really it was really nice talking to them. They, they're really lovely. We recorded this a few months ago, so this is just coming out now. But I caught up with Sean and Sarah the other day, and they're still doing really well. They're making their transatlantic relationship work. One of them's in Texas, one of them's in the UK, so I'm really happy that they came to talk to us. I really admire that, because I have to say, my boyfriend lives in another neighbourhood, and sometimes I find it difficult, because I think it's too much it's too uh, of a hustle, it's too far. It's too yeah. far. But maybe with an online dynamic, it can be easier at times and then you just have to do one big trip you have to see him all the time yeah he's like <laughs> i don't have to see no him. Yeah, totally. we love him <laughs> yeah so i think they did a really great job in explaining their dynamic and just telling us how it works for them and i have to say that i really learned uh, a lot of new things um and i really liked especially when uh, sarah described how she enters little space and what it means for her and also kind of uh, i like to hear about her career yeah, and that right? kind of she's a real power woman and um, then she's also when she says her submission is a gift that she decides to give and it's her own it's her own and like no dom can just come along and just make her go into her little space it's very powerful for her it's her thing between her and sean and if she allows you in it can be a really rich experience for yeah. for both, both of them, them. For everybody involved yeah so yeah, that was um, Sarah and Sean, and um, we hope you tune in next time when we keep exploring the wonderful world of fetishes and BDSM and debunk some more myths around dynamics people engage in. But in the meantime, keep it kinky. <laughs> keep it kinky. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to Spanky Next on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at SpankyNextPodcast. If you're looking to connect with people who share your kinks, sign up to Fetish.com for free or download the Fet app from Google Play and the App Store. And for anyone looking to deepen their knowledge of kink, head to the BDSM training school on Fetish.com and enroll in a course now. And last but not least, shout out to our producer Tim Smith. 